0: Good evening everyone. My name is Chisa uchi for your host for the show What's Happening. And today I have an amazing person with you. She would be talking to us about unethical treatments of colored people in our society, specifically the United States of America. Introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I'm Ariana. I'm an undergrad at Oral Roberts University. I'm a junior right now um, pursuing medical molecular biology. Um... After I graduate, I plan on to enlist as a medical officer in the Air Force. And my ultimate goal is to one day start my own hospital and a few clinics in other countries.
0: Whoa. It's not like, okay, it's not like I didn't know her, but then hearing her say this all over again is just (laughs) somewhat shocking because it's like, I knew her as a freshman, literally like when she was a freshman and now she's a junior and she has such big dreams. The reason why I have her here today is because... During the summer, on her Instagram, everything was about injustices of Black people back in like the 19th century and how they were used for experiments and whatnot. And I was like, "Whoa, this is so much light!" Like this is so, like, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, it was such like it was such a heart, like a deep thing to be talking about and hearing about, especially from the medical field. And I was just like, "Oh, this is cool." Then my sister went to the hospital and then it happened to her and I was like, oh no, this is actually happening. This is not one of the things that you just hear somebody talking about. It's happening even in the 20th century. In 2020, we still have racial injustice against Black people, Hispanic people, basically people of color. So I wanted her to be my point of contact for the conversation that we would be having today. So it's... One of my things is that society has made us believe that doctors are supposed to make us feel safe. They're supposed to be the ones that we go to to whenever there is something medically wrong with us. We're supposed to go to them, have checkups. Um, If you have infections, you're the first people to go to. It's no longer our moms putting like rubs on our bodies or like having to take some type of homemade medicine like you have to go to the doctor because they know best but then can everybody can can everybody say that right. is that the thing for everyone can we all just be like oh i'm going to the hospital because i feel like i'm going to get treated equally do you think that black people have a certain connotation of what it feels like or what their thoughts would be like when they go to the hospital
1: actually there is a a term for that word is called iatrophobia. It is the fear of doctors. And um, hmm. I read about that in the medical experimentation book I was reading, titled Medical Experimentation of Black Americans from Colonial Times to the Present, and it's by Harriet A. Washington. And she does all this research and basically brings light to all the experiments that were done on African Americans that we don't know about. So that's what I was doing on the Instagram post. I was Sharing what I was reading, because I was so shocked myself. Like, I didn't know these things. Like, they didn't teach these in high school, middle school, elementary. There's so much we don't know. And so the best thing I learned was to learn by reading. And Mm -hmm. so all summer, I was reading different types of books on medical ethics. And I came across this term, iatrophobia. And a lot of times, Black people neglect their health. Um, they don't want to take their medicine. They don't want to go to the doctors. They don't want to visit the doctors and do their annual checkups because of iatrophobia. Um, just hearing all the different stories, like the most common one would be the the Tuskegee study of syphilis. Uh, just hearing that play back in their minds has caused them to have a certain fear and anxiety when it comes to getting treated by doctors because they go undervalued. They go disregarded and not taken seriously. Could you like expand on
0: the, um, what did you call it, a stigy? Could you expand yeah. more so you can give our listeners like light on what it was about?
1: Um, So there was actually a big misunderstanding when it comes to this study. A lot of people um, have rumored that the study was done to inject African-Americans with the syphilis um, disease, but really they were admitted into the program under federal federal governmented health programs. Um, I think it was the public health, of health services. So they had doctors working for the government who admitted these African-Americans and they are actually watching the growth of syphilis in these patients without treating them. So they're telling these patients, yeah, we're treating you. Yeah, you have the virus, you have the disease, you have syphilis, which at this point has no cure. <laughs> And we're treating you, but really they weren't treating them. They were just watching it grow, taking their cells, observing it, seeing how we react with other stuff. They weren't treating it at all, and so a lot of people, you know, they died. Oh
0: yeah, so they black people were used as experiments, which doesn't start today. This is not something that we're looking at. Oh, this is shocking! Like oh, it always just started no. two thousand and twenty. No. This is happening today. This has been happening all the way back to the nineteenth century, like through even the- before.
1: It started with slavery.
0: Exactly, it started with slavery. And I think it's because they had this connotation that black people did not feel pain, which is what this man said, um, James Sims. He was literally the one that was, like, in his book, he said that black people... Do not feel pain, which I found extremely ironic because his first patient, Lucy, in his book, he was mentioning how she
1: screaming, yeah, like she screaming. was going
0: through agony. He says she was going through extreme pain, agony. Yes. But if you know what agony is, how did you come to the conclusion that, that this we feel no pain. exactly
1: they take that from the pigment of our color? They think because our color is more rustic, more brown. Oh, they must not feel pain. And actually, he was deemed the father of gynecology, ironically, um, most, most likely because he was the first to perform a gynecology um, procedure. Um, and even, they really just deem that, they don't, when they deem people father of science, father of gynecology, they only tell you that because they were the first to do it, not necessarily because the person was successful at it, but just because they were the first to do it. It could have been the terrible, the most horrific surgery ever. But still, he was the first to do it, so he gets that title. And that's what happened with him. He had more failures than su- successful surgeries. Like, it was, they were catastrophic. He um, caused the first vesicovaginal fistula, and that is when there's no connection between your uterus and bladder. So there's a wall in between there.
0: Whoa. There's a space. That feels so scary. So now you're having
1: problems with incontinence. Now the women are having problems peeing constantly. There's no... Stopping, so he had that. He has several uh complications. He even caused endometriosis in his um Lucy, mm-hmm. it in her. yeah. Um, and that is when your uterus is growing outside itself, so literally your uterus grows outside the vagina.
0: Oh, and,
1: uh, ew, ew, he, like my brain, <laughs> my brain, my brain, my right, brain just like right. saw that. I was like, oh, mm-mm. yes, it's terrible. And he knew that these uh surgeries were not successful. But he still kept going because he knew that if he caused problems to these African Americans, to these people who had no advantage to better health care, they would eventually come back to see him because that was their last resort.
0: Mm, Yeah. So
1: if they still have problems, they're going to come back. And that's that he was using that to practice on them.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny because they called them human properties back in the day. You could just see in context how we. Like, black people were sinned in that time. Like, we were human properties. Like, there are properties. We know what properties are. Like, a chair is a yes. property. Your laptop is a property. But to put human in front of it, that means he knew that he was working on human beings. And then it was funny because when reading about that, he had an, a 17-year-old woman. Her name was Anarasha. I don't know how to, like, I don't know if it's Anasha or Anacha. Mm-hmm. But she was 17 years old and he experimented on her, like, 30 times, Mm -hmm. and he didn't use the...
1: No anesthesia.
0: Yeah, he didn't use anesthesia. And it's funny, because when I was doing my research, I was like, okay, he didn't use this on this woman. There should be a reason why. Like, he was doing experiments on this woman between 1845 to 1849. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, okay, let me go find out when the anesthesia was made. Like, I wanted to see the time. And it, it was made October 16, 1846. That is a year after he started his medical experiment so he could have used it on this black women because when he started operating on white women yes he started to use it too yeah he was
1: only and when anesthesia came about he only used those on white women yeah because like you said in his book he felt that black women could take on more pain and that's what most doctors that they said that they said black women black people they can they have a higher pain tolerance yeah. Because of their skin color, which makes it makes no sense. Like, how do you get that from a, a pigment
0: yeah. of color? Yeah. Like, our, our skin color doesn't tell you that we are able to tolerate things. But I feel like because back then, slave slaves went there being whipped. Like, if you've ever watched Roots, the story of Kinta Kinte, how he never wanted to shout mm-hmm. or scream. Like, he, he wasn't saying that it wasn't painful. He was trying to keep his name. He was fighting for something that belonged to him. So the fact that they just assumed that this was thing for everybody that is completely wrong and how do you think that has followed and be lined his way into the 20th century into the 21st century like after all this has happened way back in the
1: past? I feel like it's still a problem today because even today black people still have this mindset of where oh we can't show our feelings we can't show emotions we can't cry, we can't feel our pain. But I think in these last few months we have we have been showing like hey, we we matter too. You know, even with the George Floyd things, that really
0: yeah, like, that, that was
1: like the last straw. That like, really
0: broke everyone. Yes,
1: because like we're tired of hiding how we really feel because for me, it's like I have to hide who I who I really am. Because I don't want to be deemed that angry black woman. Oh my god.
0: I was listening to... um, I was listening to this interview done by CBS or CBNS. It's Mm -hmm. one of these news platforms. And they just got a couple of black women together. And they were talking about how they would go to the hospital and tell this one, the first lady was talking about syphilis. She went to the hospital and asked the doctor, hey, do I have syphilis? And the doctor said no because they treated her for yeast infection instead of treating her for whatever it was that she actually came in for. Then when she got to school, she got a kit and she got tested and found out that that's what she had. And then she went back into, uh, to the hospital to ask what was going on. But then she became impatient I was like demanding for her like demanding for what was supposed to be done, like t- doctors are supposed to treat people, but then she turned into the crazy black woman in their eyes, like she suddenly became the stereotype that has been attached to black people. But I was thinking, like if you had done your job and you have done the things that had been required of you to do, we wouldn't have to turn into this character right. that the rest of the world has put on our heads
1: exactly.
0: so it's just crazy it's like I just I thought it was just one of those things because I won't lie I'm not African-American I am Nigerian I came here as a student that's what I came here to do learn and then it happened to my own sister and I was like this is nonsense this is wrong nobody should be treated like that I don't have to worry about a doctor not treating me I should walk in there and get what I should get it's your job yeah and I
1: mean I feel like they're in it for the wrong reasons at this Hmm. point. Like, if you can't have, if you can't do your your calling correctly and have a sense of urgency, no matter the skin color, the gender, the background, economic, socioeconomic background, if you can't do that without treating everyone with the same urgency as you would as a white person, then you're in it for the wrong reason. Like,
0: What are you really in it for? Yeah. Are you actually a doctor? Are you actually a doctor? Did you take the pledge rights? It was just for like decoration. Right. Did you you just want money? What was it? And even if it's for money, you should do what your money is requiring you to do. I mean, it's just crazy having these kind of conversations because this is 2020. We should not be having these conversations anymore. Like we should all have a united front on something. But that's not the case, especially in America just scary I guess mm-hmm. so what other knowledge what other medical bombs do you want to drop on us
1: I mean um the first time I was exposed to this was when I read about Henrietta Lacks um do you want uh, to expound on that yeah I fell in love with her um <laughs> I read the book I watched the movie it was just I don't know whenever I read books I it's I'm very emotional. I get attached to what I'm reading, yeah. so it's like I feel everything that I'm reading. So when I was reading the experimentation book, I was stressed out. I was scared. <laughs> I read about James Sims, and then I went to the doctor the next day, and they said my blood pressure was so high. I was like, well, It's because I'm reading this book."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whoa.
1: But, um, back to Henrietta Lacks. Yeah. So she went in. First, she was in the bathtub, and she was examining herself, and she felt lumps on her uterus. Oh. So she said, yeah, I'm going to go get this checked out. So she went to go get checked out, and they diagnosed her with cervical cancer. Yeah.
0: Is that what she had, or did they just come up with that and decided to just let her go?
1: She has cervical cancer.
0: Hmm. It's just funny because I feel like I was CNN posted... Um, something on their social media page. One of their social medias. I once. I usually don't go to CNN because it's CNN. Yeah. But once CNN says something that you think like it's like happening, you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy." But they were talking about how like women, black women specifically, are less likely to go through a proper pregnancy procedure than a white woman. Like it's like yes. when when they're treated by. White doctors, the percentage of them having their baby, the percentage of them surviving the whole thing, like intact, is so low than when they have a black doctor. And I started thinking, oh my God, I need to get a medical friend right now to be my doctor I when I grow you. up because thank you. Because I, I don't need that kind of stress, like giving. I
1: want to you. <laughs> and it's so
0: funny because nobody really thought about these things until it happened to Beyonce and Serena yes. Wilson why do we have
1: preeclampsia oh my god so back to that so actually i have i don't know i I really feel like god has put medical ethics and just injustice on my heart because it's always something that's bothered me especially when i have friends who are childbearing my best friend she was pregnant and she wanted me to be there for the birth. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be there. Like, we've been friends since, like, second grade. Like, yeah. we've been going through this 10 years strong. So I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Without a doubt, I'm going to be there. She, like, we had to rush her. Like, she had to go into induced cesarean uh, section because she had preeclampsia. And preeclampsia is fatal. Like, you have high blood pressure, and that's really risky when you're having a child because you're not only... Your body is not a capacity just for you it's also the child you're bearing so her baby became it was premature she's healthy but like it was that fear that we was gonna lose her you know yeah not even just her her and the baby so i was there like after she gave birth and even with the the whole beyonce thing yeah she you know that's not something you want to like broadcast like hey i had preeclampsia i had You know, and she had, and it was with her twins, so, like, that's even more of a risk. Yeah. I was just gonna say that, um, in the U.S., African Americans, African American women are four times more likely to die at childbirth than white women. (laughs) like, I I tell them all the time, like, yes, like, no, ma'am, I don't want to have kids. Like, I want to have kids, but like, this is why I say I don't. Yeah. Because it's always this fear in the back of my head. Like, I'm going to get placed with someone who doesn't really care about me, who undervalues me. And when I say I'm feeling a certain way or high certain symptoms, they're not going to take me seriously. They're going to be like, okay, and go on to the next patient in the next room and just disregard what I'm feeling. So
0: it's just really scary to have that kind of fear because, first of all, children are supposed to bring. Everyone, Joy, like, it's supposed to be some... Like, we're supposed to be happy to have kids, but then now we're worried about if the doctor is going to treat me right. Like, that is not something I want to be thinking about at all.
1: Right. Back to Henrietta Lacks. She... So, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer, and then the doctors took her cells without her knowing and kept them in the lab. What? And they began to grow. And, you know, cells usually, they're not they can only last a certain amount of time outside of the human body yeah but her cells because there was cancerous they were you know yeah they started growing and developing on their own and with her cells so they started distributing to different labs different researchers they found out about these cells that are magically growing on their own so now everybody got a piece of her. Uh, everybody got a piece of her cell.
0: that is wrong and i feel violated up, for her
1: right like they ended up coming up with the polio vaccine because of her cells and she didn't get any credit oh my god any credit her family you know they they fought for years and years it wasn't until i want to say like the early like i want to say it was like mid-2010 or something somewhere around there pretty much recently they were barely able to get any money back from her cells like they were fighting for her justice. They took her cells without her knowing.
0: This is crazy. This is actually. I don't even.
1: I didn't. Like why <sighs> didn't you just ask? Why didn't you just tell her, like, hey, your cells are growing? Can we use them?
0: Yeah. Like, her her cells growing is already strange. Like, me, I was like, oh, oh. I was just imagining the whole process. Yeah.
1: So, they were able to copy her cells to make vaccines folio polio chickenpox.
0: But the thing that I, I try not to. I'm very pissed most of the time. But then I try to look at the good that it has done for society. But then I still get so angry. Like, yes, everybody has a cure for something now based on how our bodies have suffered in the past. But the way it was done was very unethical. Like, Mm -hmm. there should be some reports or reform, something that says, Nah, we should not be doing this to people. Because I I was looking through the Commonwealth organization, and they were talking about, so they have this report from the Institute of Medicine, it's called the Unequal Treatment Report, and that is a wide body of research demonstrating that U.S. has racial and ethical minorities, they are less likely to receive preventative medical treatments than whites, and often receive, like, like, they receive it less than whites, and like, an hourly basis and I was like (sighs) "This annoys me because like they know that we're human beings it's not like we're not humans it's not like this is absolutely nuts
1: and it's still going on today
0: so is there like a safe space for like black people black women do we have an organization that is like willing to champion our efforts like hey you can rest now you can like chill this is nuts terrible like
1: you know we have those basic African American foundations the mm. African American medical profession foundations um i've been seeing a lot of um african american women when in childbirth turn to they instead of going to doctors they go to midwives um that seems to be the more safer option mm. um but that is why i feel like it is my duty I feel like it is my duty. You
0: are quite passionate about this because I couldn't think of anybody else to ask. But then I was like, oh, Ariana, she's got like, this.
1: I want to do so much for the African community and other communities as well, colored, non-colored. I want to bring light to this situation because I feel like not enough people know about it. Even like we don't know about our own lineage, and it's sad. Like, yeah, it's like, sad. like we you know, don't know who you are. Yeah,
0: and it's is. I feel like one of the things that hurts me as an african a nigerian is that our brothers sisters uncle aunties were like taken away from us and a lot of a lot of, a lot of them now cannot they try to restra- retrace their footsteps with like 23 and me but yeah. then that's not enough because then it's a whole different culture from what you're used to mm-hmm. but then at the same time we have like, going through these similar um, situations, at least that could, like, bring us together because at the end of the day, we all have the same skin color. Everybody's going through the same injustice. I'm not going to go to the hospital and so somebody's like, oh, she's from Nigeria. And they'll be like, well, let's treat her better because she's like, That's nobody's going to ask me that and nobody's going to care. Like, even with my COVID-19 testing, I did not get my results until, like, three weeks after. I was like, did you guys forget about me? Like, mm. I needed this testing because housing was going to like kick, kick me kick out. out yeah <laughs> so it's just crazy are you all for them taking down the james sims um, statues that are in new york south carolina mm. and pennsylvania is that something that you would like to
1: see happen such a spicy topic <laughs> um as much as much as he has caused so many problems in our ancestors bodies he did I advance some medical technologies. Um I know at first we were using like mercury stitches or mercury or lead infused stitches and they were becoming a problem. So now we're using nylon that like kinda like melts, dissolves, I guess I should say. Um am I for it?
0: It is controversial, especially it with is. everything that's happening. Like
1: I feel like a lot of statues coming down.
0: Yeah, like I you see some of them being hung from like traffic lights. I'm like, Ooh, wow. this is deep, this is um, something. But would you rather take it down or instead change the meaning to be a remembrance of what the enslaved women went through?
1: My question is, um, What good does it do, taking down a statue that has already been there? True. What does it do? Yeah. Taking down a statue. What is what is that adding to your equality? Like, does that physically yeah. do something?
0: Would the government finally be like, okay, now we've taken down yeah, the like, statues, we acknowledge just, you guys now?
1: But like, that's my question. Like, hmm. what does
0: it do? That is smart because nobody's talking about the consequences of the statues taken down. But I feel like. American history needs to be like redefined renewed or renewed or yeah because a lot of things that have happened they make them sound glamorous than they actually they are there's so much violence hate like even yeah. with the origin story. Like, if people start talking about these things, then we would be aware. Like, if mm-hmm. if in history someone says, hey, this is what this man did to enslaved women, and this is how it's affecting our community now, then I feel like more people, especially with our generation, which seem very energized for change. Yeah,
1: you know, we have a radical mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so yeah.
0: If, if we're hearing about these kind of things, then we could be aware, I guess. Yeah, and
1: that's kind of my... Like, where, what can I do to serve my community to where you guys are being more enlightened? Because at first I was just posting, you know, segments of the book and giving my insight. And I know, I know people don't really want to (laughs) read. So what can I do to educate others?
0: You're actually, you're on the right path because you already know what it is that you want and you know where you're going. So let's just say that you are starting the journey of getting there. You could keep posting. I read your stuff, so that's how we got here. So, I mean, you could keep posting. Or it could be like, facts
1: of the day or something. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was, I've been, actually, it's been like a year and a half. I was thinking about doing like a, you know, a little medical spill on my story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honestly, this has been so great. We've learned so much about injustice in the medical field but we can only move forward from here I yeah, can only I mean, hope there's for so good much things
1: more, but you know there is there's more
0: whoa can we even okay let's talk about one thing
1: I mean did you know okay so in her book she talks about how medical schools the prestigious medical schools were strategically placed in areas near black neighborhoods. Kind of like a gene pool. So they would what they would do, basically, is like easy access. They would go to these neighborhoods, snatch these bodies, snatch these people, uh-huh. African-Americans, and they would use them in their anatomy, physiology, any science class. They would use their bodies. Snatch? To yeah. Actually, you said snatch a thing, these? Oh, yeah, my God. There's a thing called grave robbers. Look it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> grave robbers. Why do you think so many African-American caskets are empty? Crazy
0: theory.
1: It's a real thing.
0: Crazy. Yeah. It's like one of those things that you hear, but you don't think is true, but then it is true.
1: They would steal bodies out of the casket. They were that desperate. I mean, I knew that they had like surgical
0: theaters
1: where people yeah, would come would,
0: together and just watch. Yeah,
1: they would um display dead bodies like in a auditorium, kind of Kinda like. <sighs> on plays with them basically. They call this circus circanus Africanus. African circus.
0: Rude. Rude mm. people.
1: But yeah. There's more. We touch base on another the time, but
0: Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, this is
1: This is crazy how much we don't know.
0: I feel like somebody somebody could come up with an argument, but like we find all this research and we find all this stuff, so y'all should be I and mean, you know there are people like that that think oh because these Terrible things have yielded good results. Like they were good results that have been gotten unethical they unethically that we should be okay with it. We should not. We should not be okay with people snatching people's bodies. Dead people should rest in peace. Wherever they may go, they should still be resting in their graves. This is ridiculous. Let
1: the dead be dead.
0: Let the dead be dead. That should be a quote. Let the dead be dead. Whoa. I feel violated. Like, after everything, I feel like somebody has just touched me unwantedly. Like, I didn't ask for this. But thank you so much. This mm-hmm. has been so, and like, I've learned so much more than I knew before. Like, I knew the basic stuff that everybody else knew. But you were throwing out some serious bombs. And you could honestly just go on your social media and do some more. So say Instagram so that all the listeners could come and, like, look for medical facts from you.
1: Um, mostly on Instagram. At Ariana A R I A N N A J A N A E, you can find me on Facebook. Every now and then, Ariana Johnson. Um, this
0: has been great. This has been awesome. We finished earlier than we're supposed to because we're early birds. So <laughs> this has been great. This has been honestly, this has been amazing. And I hope that down the lane we could do like a part two. And then talk about more medical stuff. Maybe by then you would actually you'd be like the legit doctor. And I'm like, my girl is back. <laughs> oh, you you have to be pioneering this forward. We need somebody in the front line, like fighting for everybody else. So, thank you, thank, thank you. you. This has been this has been very insightful, and I hope that everybody listening has learned something. Like we cannot be disturbing dead people and we cannot be discriminated on because of this color of our skin like racism is everywhere even in the littlest of things in places that you don't see so let's be conscious let's be self-aware and take a step forward and try to make things better in our society today today thank you for listening i hope you have an amazing week see you next time bye